0: Hello, and welcome to Capital Compass's in-depth monthly legislative update. This month's update was recorded on Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. Welcome to our legislative update. I'm here with Dennis Paus to discuss what's been happening in the legislature so far this May.
1: Hi, Jillian. Thanks. Well, uh we finally have a state budget, which was, as many New Yorkers know, a month late, a little more than a month late. There was no sense of urgency uh among the governor or the legislature, it seemed, to to get a timely budget done. But they did ultimately get one done and, and there are a number of issues that are of importance to us. We like to say that the budget is a moral document, and by that we mean, you know, the state's fiscal priorities sort of set the tone for you know how we treat our fellow citizens, especially those who are most in need. So what I wanted to do is just maybe talk about a couple of the things that are in the budget. Unfortunately, the governor has pledged $100 million more to uh, abortion providers in terms of increased reimbursement rates and uh, security and all sorts of uh, of other things. She seems to be sort of single-minded of late in her focus on abortion ever since the Dobbs decision. So, Again, when we talk about the budget being a moral document, that one is going to be troubling for a lot of Catholics to swallow. On the positive side, in terms of our pro-life agenda, what what we've called on this show the the radical solidarity with women and children agenda, a couple of major planks of that agenda were uh, handled in the budget, including the Empire State Tax Credit, which is a tax credit for families with children. It It always kicked in when the child was four. It's been expanded to start at birth. Uh, which is quite important. Uh, it's going to help address child poverty and help parents who maybe in crisis pregnancies. It might help them make that decision to keep their baby if they know that they there will be at least some help from the government there as well. There's also going to be increased assistance for child care. Child care assistance is expanded to those making up to 85% of the state median income. So that's good. And, um, There's also going to be an establishment of a maternal mental health work group to study and make recommendations on maternal mental health and and postpartum disorders. All good stuff. Unfortunately, the bad abortion stuff is in there as well. And... I'm just shifting gears on the education front in terms of non-public schools, our Catholic schools. uh, The big increase was for the reimbursement program for STEM teachers, which primarily impact uh, our Catholic high schools. Uh, It will reimburse those schools where there are STEM teachers who only teach those subjects who don't teach religion. So there's no church-state issue. So that increased by 26%, an additional $15 million for a total of $73 million to reimburse our schools and other non-public schools for for those teachers, which is very helpful for those primarily high school budgets. And then finally, on the public safety side, they agreed on language to remove the least restrictive standard regarding cashless bail. Judges have a little bit more discretion now in terms of setting bail for people who might be a danger to society. And then, you know, the governor had a, a her one of her centerpieces of, of her budget was an ambitious housing plan. She wants to create 800,000 units of affordable housing over the next decade something that you know we're supportive of in theory. We certainly need affordable housing in the state so people don't leave the state, so people can live in dignity. Her plan, though, unfortunately, met with resistance from um, suburban lawmakers on both sides of the aisle because it involved changing of zoning restrictions. And so they're going to have to go back to the drawing board a little bit on that one and and kind of uh, find consensus that they can agree on. But what we agree with the governor is that there certainly is a need for affordable housing in this state. How they go about doing it, we'll leave to to the legislature and her to to work out but uh that should be a priority.
0: Now Dennis there's less than a month left in session it's scheduled to end on June 8th what can we expect in the coming weeks?
1: Yeah uh it's coming quickly to a close and when you when you factor in that the legislature only works a few days a week there's something like about a dozen session days left from when we're recording this and so not much time but a lot happens in that time often. We're certainly paying very close attention to the physician-assisted suicide bill that has been introduced year in and year out. We're working very hard with our partners in the New York Alliance Against Assisted Suicide. These are disabilities rights groups, advocates for the aging, uh, advocates for patients' rights, and others who all see what's going on in Canada. And if you're paying attention, and I know you did a great interview with someone from Canada uh, on this show to talk about that issue... The slippery slope is not theoretical. It is real. And we haven't seen it as much in the United States yet, only because of the state-by-state nature that we, we deal with here. The advocates don't want to push too far in Oregon when they're still trying to pass a bill in New York. But once we see a critical mass of states that legalize assisted suicide, all you have to do is look north and you'll see people with disabilities, people with mental illness, assisted suicide being or euthanasia being approved for people with Conditions like deafness, anorexia, it's just awful. It's sort of worst-case scenario, and it's to our neighbors to the north. This is not in some far-flung nation. This is right in Canada where we're seeing the realities of, of what the bishops have warned about for years. So that's going to be our main focus for the next few weeks. There are a couple of other bills we're watching as well, but we really want to make sure that this horrible bill does not see the light of day in the health committees in either house or, God forbid, on the floor of either house.
0: If you haven't taken action yet on that, you can go to our website, nyscatholic.org slash action dash center to make sure your voice is heard from your legislators.
1: Exactly. And if you haven't done so yet, now is really the time to do it. It's going to be too, you know, you don't want it to be too late and to say, boy, I wish I took action. Do it today. It takes less than a minute. Really? We wrote the letter for you. You can edit it if you want. Uh, but you could send it as is if you want, and it, it will go to your legislator as long as they have your address. It goes to your assembly member and your senator and our governor, so please take action today.
0: Is there anything else we need to uh, be aware of?
1: No, hopefully the next time we speak it'll be the end of session and we'll be able to say we stopped that bill and fill you in on anything else that happened, and we look forward to hearing uh, the next uh, real episode, not bonus episode of Capital Compass in just a couple of weeks.
0: All right, thank you so much. Thanks, Julian. Thanks for listening to the Capital Compass podcast. We hope you enjoyed this update. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And to get the latest from the conference, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NYSCatholicConf and on Facebook at NYSCatholicConference. Thanks again, and God bless.